Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 38. And 2018 is a year in which I'm trying to grow my business, which might sound odd because isn't everyone always trying to grow their business? Well, in my case, 2016 and 2017 were years where I wasn't trying to grow my business, and it shrunk quite a bit during about the last 18 months, or the 18 months between mid-2016 and the end of 2017. I'm a freelance CFO, and I help life coaches and business coaches whose businesses have passed six figures in annual revenue, revenue, increase their personal income, pay off their debts, know whether they can afford new team members and new marketing initiatives. Basically, it's my job to babysit my clients' money so that they can create in their business. And at my peak, as I've said before on this show, I've had as many as 40 clients at once. And that was a disaster. It was too many. I was working too many hours. I didn't have good systems in place. Right now, I have about 15 clients. Those clients pay me a much higher monthly retainer than the clients did when I had 40. And I have better systems in place. And I've hired a new assistant. And I'm in the process of hiring another assistant or two because I've finally committed to the idea that I can give my clients great service and enjoy my business much more if I get some help doing the work that doesn't necessarily require my hands. So having had those realizations, I'm trying to grow again. I would like to get back to whatever number of clients I can give great service to. And I know that it's a lot more than 15. So my goal is to get from 15 clients to something more than 15 clients. In fact, I have a specific goal to get one new client per month in 2017. So I would add an additional 12 clients and end the year allowing for a little bit of churn in my business. I'd end the year somewhere between 25, 27 clients in my business. So now that I have that goal, I'm putting energy and thought into how to achieve it. And it's reminded me of reading and research that I've done in the past about achieving goals in a business and about the idea of lagging indicators versus leading indicators, lag measures versus lead measures. And if you want great books to read about this, I'll point you to a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution by the Covey Organization and a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. But here's what we're talking about when we get into the idea of lagging indicators versus leading indicators. In my business right now, the result that I'm seeking is 12 new clients in 2018. This is, by definition, of a lag measure because it's the result that I want, but it's a result that I don't have 100% ability to control. I can influence that result with my effort, but I can't control the result because I can't force anyone to say yes. They can say yes or no, so they have the final say. And if they have the final say over the result, then it's a lag measure in my business, not a lead measure. If I want to discover the lead measures that will create that lag measure, I have to start working my way backwards until I find the thing that does carry me toward my goal and that I have 100% ability to control. So if you take a yes for me, so I'm talking to a prospective client, that client says, yes, I'd love to work with you, and they make their initial retainer payment. We have to go to the step before that. The step before that, with every client that I've ever had, has been a sales conversation. So you could say, well, then maybe your goal is sales conversations. But again, you have to be careful because I don't have 100% control over over whether a person will agree to have a sales conversation with me. So I know that I still haven't discovered my important lead measure. So I have to go one step further back. Right before a sales conversation, in my business, 
what always happens before a sales conversation is an email from my prospective client saying, I'd like to talk to you about your work because I'm looking for someone to do for me what you seem to do in your business. So we could call these inquiries. Are inquiries my, my lead measure? No, they're still not, of course, because I don't have total control over whether people reach out to me or not. So we have to go one step further back in the process. And in my business, it has almost always been true that the step right before the inquiry is a referral. A current client or a former client or an acquaintance, a colleague, is talking to my new prospect. And my new prospect says, I'm struggling to manage my cash flow. I've got a lot of stress with the money. I've been growing a lot, but I'm not sure how to allocate all this money. I have this huge tax bill. I wasn't ready for it. That really frustrates me. I want to give myself a raise. I don't know if I can afford it. I want to hire a new team member. I don't know if I can afford them. These are the conversations that I know are happening in the world out there right now. And those conversations are what lead to inquiries for me. Because my current client, my former client, or my colleague, my friend will say, you got to talk to this guy, Mark Butler. That's kind of his gig. He does that. Here's his email address. Now you can see the pattern here, but that referral is still not my lead measure because I can't control whether or not people refer other people to me. I can influence it. So let's step back further in the process. How do I get referrals? Well, in a broad sense, you could say I get referrals by giving great service, and that's true. So one lead measure that I could work on and I could try to make concrete would be some sort of measurement around the quality of service that I'm delivering my clients. I could, I could list all my deliverables and I could put specific quality measures on those deliverables, like response time to email, which is an area where I definitely can improve, um, being proactive and sending my clients information outside of our normal monthly call, et cetera. So I could do things to measurably improve service and trust that the measurable improvement in service would lead to referrals. And that's valid. To keep this conversation simple, I want to go a different direction with the idea of creating referrals because I need to discover some activity over which I have complete control that I can measure and then be accountable for on a weekly basis in my business. And that has to be an activity that I know leads eventually to referrals and inquiries, sales conversations, and clients. The reason this is such a valid and important exercise for you and for me is that if you go upstream far enough in your sales process, if you take your last few clients, I don't care what business you're in, if you take your last few clients and follow them through their sales process, you will eventually discover either A, a perfect lead measure that you can use to influence your outcomes, or B, you'll discover that you don't know what it is. And in my case, what I've discovered is that I've been completely reactive in my, in my marketing efforts, and I'm completely at the mercy of these referrals as they come in, because I actually have not figured out a way, I've not put effort into figuring out how to create referrals. So if you go through dry spells in your business, and I have in my business at times, I'll go two, three, four months without getting a new client. Luckily, I'm on retainer, so a two or three or four month dry spell with no new clients doesn't hurt me initially, but six months, 12 months after that, I may start to feel it in my cash flow. So if you ever have dry spells, you need to acknowledge that you probably don't, you either don't know how to influence sales in your business, or you do know and you're just not doing the work. So for me, the story kind of ends there for the time being. What I mean by that is, I know that in order to 
create the result that I want, which is 12 new clients in a 12 month period, I have to figure out what I can do on a daily and weekly basis to influence referral creation. So I have to go look at the last 10 referrals I've gotten and I have to understand why, how did I get that referral? How can I proactively recreate a scenario where I got that referral? It could be podcast outreach because I've gotten clients through referrals from podcasts. I think the more obvious answer for me, because my clients tend to be life coaches and business coaches who have just crossed a revenue threshold. Usually my clients are people who have kind of struggled, struggled, struggled to get their business going. And then they cross a six figure mark and then things are working and picking up speed. And then they feel like they need a confidant. They need someone to partner with them on the financial management of their business. And then they find me. I have got to figure out how to connect myself with the coaches of these coaches, because they all have coaches, so that the mentor will say when, when she sees her student crossing that threshold, hey, you've, you've hit six figures or you're about to hit six figures. You're going to need someone to partner with on the financial aspects of your business. You should talk to this guy, Mark. So I have to come up with an outreach plan that creates relationships with coaches whose students, the people learning from them, are headed toward the revenue level that qualifies them to be a great prospect for me. Once I have that plan, my lead measure is how often I execute that plan. How many emails do I send to those coaches? How many gifts? How many different ways can I do outreach to them to try to create a relationship and add value to their community? Something so that I can say I either did my job this week or I didn't do my job this week. What I've found in my clients' businesses is that we can usually track down a number, and that number is the primary indicator of health in the business. There's a lot of software out there right now. There's a lot of conversation around big data and uh, quantification and really cool dashboards, and they're fancy, and they can give us all this information. And I like those too because I'm a numbers nerd. But what I've found in my clients' businesses is that we can usually find one number. I usually gravitate toward one number. And if that number is what I want it to be, I don't really have stress about anything else in the business. So for example, in one client's business, it might be the number of dollars spent on Facebook ads. And in this client's business, I know that as long as we're spending X dollars per day on Facebook ads, everything else in the business will take care of itself. So the lead measure in that business is dollars per day spent on ads. Now, of course, that lead measure has to be accompanied by some sort of constraint. In other words, it has to be accompanied by some sort of lag measure. So if my client's lead measure is dollars per day spent on Facebook ads, the companion constraint would be something like at a certain cost per lead. So I could say, I know that as long as we're spending $500 a day in this business and that we're getting leads for $10 or less per lead, the rest of the business will be fine. Now, in order to say that, you have to understand the rest of the business. You have to know that that lead has a reasonable chance of becoming a customer, has a reasonable chance of being a repeat customer, et cetera. But once a business is well-established in its processes, and it has profitable processes, in other words, it has a profitable offer, it knows how to deliver the experience to the customer, once those things are in place, then you can completely trust the lead measure and then only periodically check in on some of the other measures in the business. So very often when my clients ask me how I'm doing, I'm really just looking at one or two numbers in their business and say, and I say, you're doing great. Or I say, you know what? I'm a little concerned about this. 
because it's the lead measure that I'm babysitting, knowing that it's the domino that knocks over all the others. So if you have revenue goals for 2018 or profit goals for 2018, what I want to ask you is, have you done the work of breaking those goals down to a level that you know what the lead measure is, your most important lead measure is that will give you a chance to achieve that revenue goal? I don't think most people have. Usually when my clients tell me about their revenue goals, they'll say, I'm going to do this many hundreds of thousands of dollars this year, I'll do this many millions in this year, but I have no idea how I'm going to do it. It's okay to not know exactly how it will happen. What's not okay is not knowing what you can control completely that is likely to help. So for me, it's this idea of outreach to coaches who coach coaches. And if I'm doing a certain amount of outreach every day and every week, then I can have confidence that I'll reach my 12 client goal in 2018. Otherwise, I'm just sitting back and praying for referrals, praying for rain. Go through this exercise in your business. You're going to find it useful. The result will be a new set of, uh, of activities that you need to be accountable for that will create growth in your business. I hope that's useful to you. I want to give a hat tip and a thank you to my new mastermind group that I've just joined. Some of you, I know, listen to this podcast for giving me the idea of outreach to these coaches who coach coaches and the importance of those referrals and creating those referrals in my business because it's really got my brain going in a good direction. And I know that 2018 is going to be a great year for me. Anyway, I hope you all have a great week and I will talk to you next weekend.